At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Belle. And I'm Frank. And where's Bo? I, I think he's somewhere in the Speed Force. I really don't know. He's been off for a while, said something about it, he was doing it for us. I really don't understand what he meant. It was really <laughs> melodramatic. But uh, I'm just hoping when he comes back for season four, things are a little lighter, you know? I know, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit funnier. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> that would be great. Well, yes, Bo is out today. And so we have Frank here, uh, also from uh, one of our DC TV Talk Network shows. And uh, go ahead and uh, tell, the, tell the beautiful people what it is you do. Uh, I don't do much of anything, man. I'm just, I just, uh, I just show up every week and talk about Supergirl over at Supergirl TV Talk, and people seem to like it. So I don't, I don't really know. No, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Me and Tim uh, talk about Supergirl uh, each and every week, very much in the same vein as as you guys do. And we always look up to to Flash TV Talk as sort of the the elder the elder statesman of the uh, of DCTVTalk.com. So yeah, uh, thrilled to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun. Well, absolutely. We're glad you're here. I couldn't do this by myself, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, you know, let's uh, this this was this was an excellent episode. I, I was really uh, in, uh, enthralled by it. It was great. So why don't we go ahead and get into the rundown? The rundown. All right. So it's episode four of season four, Elongated Journey into Night, uh, directed by the show's own Tom Cavanaugh. Super cool story by Sterling Gates and Thomas Pound. Sterling Gates, of course, a uh, a long running DC Comics writer who wrote for Supergirl for many years and, and has written some amazing stories throughout the years and now bringing his talents to the flesh. That's cool. All right. Well, uh, so this episode, Gypsy's father, Breacher, attacks Cisco, vowing to hunt him for 24 hours. Should Cisco survive, Breacher will allow him to date Gypsy. Team Flash learns that the bus driver was murdered and tracks down another passenger, Ralph Dibney, 
former corrupt CCPD detective exposed by Barry and currently an infamous private investigator. As two thugs attack Didney, he is revealed to have the powers to stretch. Caitlin stabilizes his powers with a serum. The team learns that Ralph has been blackmailing Mayor Bellows for adultery, with the mayor revealed to have hired the thugs trying to kill Dibney. Barry confronts Ralph for his actions, uh, while the latter scolds him, claiming to have been a good cop. Ralph later stops blackmailing Bellows, who still attempts to kill him, while Breacher mistakes Ralph for a plastoid, the species that invaded Earth-19 previously, and attacks him. Sisko intervenes and saves Ralph, whom Barry, having revealed his alter ego, convinced to help arrest an escaping Bellows. Admiring Sisko's gallantry, Breacher allows the relationship. Barry recruits Ralph for Team Flash and learns that someone named DeVoe instructed Ralph to watch Bellows. Barry remembers that Abracadabra and Savitar both mentioned DeVoe. Meanwhile, Caitlin finds a message on her apartment door. Dun, dun, dun. Seems like a fitting spooky ending for an episode that aired on Halloween night, don't you think? I Yeah, it, it did. And speaking of that, I was kind of surprised that there weren't any Halloween nods. I mean, usually they kind of know when these episodes are going to air and yeah. they kind of time those holiday things. So, yeah, that was kind of weird to me. I, I was kind of expo- expecting uh, some spookiness, although I guess you could say a guy who can stretch. That's kind of spooky, right? I guess there's something kind of spooky about that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They usually do sort of plan and say, oh, perfect. It's on it's on Halloween. This is going to air. So like, let's have them be at a costume party or something and and nothing, nothing this time. Uh, but you know what? Maybe there is something to be said for that. Maybe there's something kind of nice about, you know what? We don't need to we don't need to go down that road. Like we have our story. We know what we want to do. We don't need to make it all timely and stuff. It's fine. It's fine. Not every year. You don't need a Halloween episode every year, I guess. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if they've had one in previous seasons. Same. I'm trying to remember. Think back. Uh and, and remember whether or not they've done it in the past, but it's not ringing a bell. And I feel like <laughs> bell. I, I feel like I feel like I should remember. I feel like there's something that I'm uh, glaring that I'm missing. But that's neither here nor there. It, it was it was surprising, but that was a a really really fun ending there. Yes, right. Mm. Like we have. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's yeah, it, it was it was neat to me just, you know, uh the way they did the whole, you know, run up the plastic man arm, that was just that was just yes. amazing. Yes, that was, was great. So what's your what's your sort of general exposure to Ralph Dibney, the elongated man, and all that fun stuff? Is that is that a character you have much history with? Well, so full disclosure, I always confuse him with Plastic Man, and I know they're like completely Everybody different does. characters. Yeah, and and I love the little dig that that Barry made uh, when he's trying to make the names, and he's like, "How about Plastic Man?" And uh, he's like, "No, that's terrible." And he's like, "Ah, well, Cisco comes up with the names." So <laughs> I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, because I I commonly mess the two up, and I and I sort of mix them uh, mix them up because one is is a is an ex-con who reforms himself, and then the other is the detective. Right. And they both have very different personalities, but I'm not quite sure beyond that what is the big difference between these characters. Yeah, um, that's a good that's a good note. So I, I mean, they are so similar that I mean, it's 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 comical how similar they are. They're both <laughs> dudes who can stretch. Like really, when it, when it comes down to it, that's um, that's what they are. They're they're both very 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 similar. Um, <laughs> but they didn't realize when they created the character they didn't realize that they already had plastic man because they had like acquired acquired that character when they when dc comics bought some other smaller comic book company so they didn't realize like oh we already have this exact character that's hilarious yeah yeah so so (laughs) julie schwartz was like i don't know what if we gave the flash a a supporting character who you know can stretch really far and we'll call him uh we'll call him the plastic man like julie we already have we already have somebody called plus we'll call him the elongated man whatever um (laughs) so so that's seriously that's where the how things got started there and it's been a kind of long-running joke in 
comics ever since then like whenever the two sort of show up in any kind of dc comics wide crossover there's always these jokes about how people can't tell them apart or whatever they they they, they lean into (laughs) it a little bit and make make some fun jokes jokes about it my favorite story and probably the the biggest story involving ralph dibney uh is identity crisis I absolutely it's one of my favorite DC Comics crossovers of all time maybe maybe my all-time favorite um, and it's it is such a fantastic story uh, it is a it's a murder mystery um, where I, the way I describe it is it's it's a it's a typical murder mystery where there's a circle of friends and everyone it is 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 a suspect we don't know who committed the murder and and, and it's just like your, your typical sort of agatha christie type of uh, murder mystery with one twist which is that that circle of friends is the justice league um <laughs> and ralph dibney is is at the center of it i don't want to spoil why and how but it it's it's a love letter to the dc universe uh and and to especially the silver age dc universe it's a fantastic story and i recommend it to anybody who who likes dc ralph is very very central in the events of that story and uh it is fantastic if if uh, it was really interesting to see this take on Ralph Dibney because he was much more uh, cocky, arrogant, and sure of himself than the Ralph that I've read in comics. So it was a really interesting, uh, you know, Arrowverse take on on the character, and I I really I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a whole lot. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Is that uh, some of the things that I had seen is that they took a lot of personality pieces from Plastic Man and kind of gave them to ralph here and sort of would you say they merged the characters or was this kind of is it more ralph than it is plastic man or or how did they go about that i mean it's more ralph in that his backstory of being a cop and everything you know like that 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 piece of it um but it definitely has a lot of a lot of plastic man in terms of like i said his sort of self-assuredness um maybe him sleaziness his yeah the sleaziness (laughs) the like cheesiness just him him being a little like maybe not actually being a dirty cop but sort of you know come i mean i guess he was really he was actually a dirty cop because he he did he did perjure himself but he did the wrong thing for the what he thinks for the right reasons i I guess but yeah so there was a little a little bit of uh patrick o'brien in there i suppose but i I don't know it was it was i guess more ralph than than not but but definitely a, a healthy amount of plastic man thrown in there too I also love the uh, prosthetic gut that they put on him. Oh, man, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I thought that was great. Oh, my gosh. I mean, wouldn't that be a superpower to have? You can just make yourself look however you want. I would go for that, man. I'd be all over that. I'd be. Oh, yeah. And I'd be eating donuts the way he was, too. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? (laughs) Just have a donut drawer. No, there's no consequences, no repercussions. So, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. So it's 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 funny, right? You know, you have a lot of detectives in DC Comics. Like you got Ralph, you got you know the, uh, Barry Allen. He he's a, a CSI. You know, Batman, of course, the greatest detective uh, of all time. Uh, detectiveness, I guess. You know, Detective Comics, right? It, it kind of yeah, goes in the name. name. Yeah, it's in the name. So I guess that makes sense. But uh, so as far as like prowess uh, as a detective, uh, where does Ralph fall in line up there? Is he is he like a you know a Batman level, or is he just like a you know, just regular old PI kind of guy in in the comics in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's really good. He's a oh, okay. really, really good detective. Um, he is. Uh, yeah, he's no no one's as good as Batman because because he's the world's greatest detective. But um, I, I think there is an argument to be made that Ralph Dibney is way up there on the list of, of great, great detectives. 
he's involved in some of the most uh, the most influential and important stories in all of DC Comics and and often plays a, uh, you know, moderate, mild to moderate role in in solving some of the mysteries and things like that. So he is a big deal. I mean, he's involved in, in Flashpoint in the, the, the actual comic uh, series Flashpoint. Like he, um, yeah, he is really important. And actually in, in Flashpoint, he doesn't even have his powers. He's just there as a detective. So, oh, okay. um, so there's oh. your, there's your answer of how good of a detective is he? He's that good. Excellent. So then this will be definitely a nice addition to team flash as they try and uncover this mystery around this DeVoe character. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. They're, they're engaging him as a detective and that Barry's going to train him. And I, I really, really like this idea of having him stick around for a good chunk of the season and sort of be part of team flash, you know, similar to way that, uh, that Julian was last year. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of agree. It's going to be nice to see uh, a new character on there, but I'm sort of worried about what this means for Wally. Like where, while he's left, he's gone on his personal hero's journey. Now, it, since we have Ralph coming to join the team, does that mean that this, there's going to be less room for Wally in later episodes? Or uh, I, I'm just kind of confused as to what they're doing with Wally's character right now. It just seems like they're sort of writing him off. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Um, he, it's, uh, but, but then they did have, you know, they did have him and Jesse split. So he doesn't really have an excuse to be gone as much um as they could have had him be. yeah that's true <laughs> he could so, be like, oh i'm on earth too just visiting you know <laughs> yeah exactly they could have been like no he's gone for like weeks at a time while he's he's over with jesse and then he he checks back in once in a while or whatever they could have done that if they were writing him out so so clearly he's he's sticking around to uh, for some length of time um i guess it remains to be seen how that's going to play out but uh you got a point there yeah it does it does feel like he has a less important role than he did last season so where exactly does he fit yeah yeah and i will say this though uh speaking out characters and and them staying on and going off i want to see breacher for the rest of the season on every episode because i thought danny trejo just hammed it up oh as as gypsy's dad <laughs> so great it was fantastic he was delightful he was he was peak danny trejo yes yes peak danny i love the little machete nod that they put in there oh my god <laughs> oh it was fantastic so good uh yeah but you know it's one thing i didn't notice that uh danny Trejo's kind of short he is isn't he <laughs> yeah he, he has this like sort of imposing uh, feel to him, but uh, he's he's a, he's a little fella. <laughs> yeah, I I was completely surprised because everything I've ever seen him in, he always comes across as like a, you know six foot tall or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've seen him next to someone whose height that I know, uh, which right. is Cisco. Right, and Cisco's taller than him. He is, and and Cisco's not a very tall dude. So he's he's not he's not. Uh, so that was <laughs> that was interesting, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved, you know, he just had his like, uh, <laughs> it's like he's playing a monster with like a kid just like walking around with his hands up in the air. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So much fun. What? A, I mean, what a blast having him in like it. I, I can't think of I can't think of a more fun person to play that character <laughs> than Danny Trejo because he's such a he's just such a fun presence, you know, like I- intimidating, but fun. Uh, and And yet. There he is, and it was really, really hilarious to see Cisco. So I'm sorry, Siski. So Siski, yeah. 
<laughs> so afraid of him and running away and and he was i don't know man he did it he he did uh he pulled it off and i i want him to come back i want more uh more of of breacher versus siski um yeah right <laughs> you know maybe a couple times a season just just watch them kind of uh duke it out and you know yeah, like, I'd you know, he, he's got to make Cisco pass certain trials in order to. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like if Cisco ever wants to move in with Gypsy, then he's got to, you know, he's got to fight Breacher again. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that was it, it was, you know, it, it was kind of like a weird B plot to have during this episode. But uh, it totally worked and I loved it. I thought it was great. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, so going back to uh, Ralph, we have him this episode. He's a disgraced cop. Uh, he's. You know, working as a private detective, and apparently he has blackmailed the mayor, who doesn't really appreciate that and wants to see him wiped off the face of the earth, along with both Joe and Barry. And this seems like a pretty bold move for a mayor to pull, uh, especially when he's – where were they? They were in the uh, the CCPD offices walking out when the mayor said, oh, yeah, those two other cops, yeah, just kill them, in a police station. <laughs> During an election year. During an election year. <laughs> like, really, dude? Really? This is the way you want to play it. All right. I mean, do what you want to do, but, like, that's going to catch up with you eventually. I, yeah. I got to think. I mean, for sure, right? I mean, th- th- you don't just, like, walk around a police station and just be like, yeah, kill those two cops who heard about my terrible affair thing. And- yeah, especially <laughs> with, like, what what, what, were, what was with those, like, his two, like, henchmen from, like, the like, that came right out of a 40s gangster movie? Like, what was that? <laughs> like, listen, see? We're going to kill... <laughs> we're we're going to kill Dibney, see? We're going to throw him <laughs> over the side of a building. Like, what? Oh, uh, you know, it, it, it's always funny, right? Because, you know, all the other cops always look normal, but then in order to, to give the audience, I guess, some sort of visual clue that these are bad guys they always do that they they, they get like you know that the gangster like 1940s like gangster cop kind of thing and <laughs> yeah they talk like that they wear the fedoras like <laughs> the only yeah. two people in central city wearing fedoras probably bad guys i'm just gonna go out on a limb there and say that yeah i i think that's a you know what that's that's what they should do they should have the satellite train to pick up fedoras and then that's that they know all their bad guys right there Br- brilliant brilliant yeah. you just solved you just solved crime <laughs> you just solved crime in Central City. Why didn't Barry think of that? I know, right? Or Cisco, at least. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, right? Have some kind of like supersonic fedora <laughs> sensing satellite thing. And I'm sure Caitlin could, could contribute something there, too. Like, they're, they're, they're sophisticated. They can do this kind of thing. For sure. For yeah. sure. And so, yeah, so it, it seems like the mayor wants to uh, get rid of all the evidence of this, of this, you know, torrid affair. And uh, it, it, it kind of... Uh, it seems like they're trying to sympathize the mayor or, or make him a little sympathetic character. He's like, I, you know, I only did it once and it was, you know, it was, uh, I felt immediately bad afterwards. And so I never did it again. And, uh, and then they immediately go from that to let's kill everybody who knows about this and sort of break all of that sympathy that they've been gaining. And, right. uh, they, they did the same thing with Ralph as well. And this is something that I was kind of wondering about, uh, you know, yes, like we were talking about earlier, yes, he did commit perjury and he did plant this evidence, but I kind of wish they had gone in a little bit further as to why Ralph thought that the, uh, the husband was guilty. And, uh, it, it was, it was just, you know, he, he was a strongly held conviction that Ralph had. That's why he planted the, the, the knife and, uh, what ultimately led to his demise. But I was kind of curious as to what it was about that situation that made him really feel that that was a guilty man. And I think that could have done something a little bit more to, uh, kind of like illuminate why Barry so suddenly 
changed his opinion on Ralph because it seems like with this show we have these uh, <laughs> these character moments that you know last a while uh, and then we finally get this new version of the character and then only a couple episodes later it's all removed by some kind of you know show trickery so I was I was curious as to what it was that Ralph uh, felt made this guy guilty yeah. and. I, 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 it was there, is that backstory where he plants the evidence? Is there anything in the comics based on that? Not that I'm familiar with. I think that was, that was a new take, uh, you know, for the show. Cause I, as far as I know that that's not something that comes out of, comes out of continuity, comics continuity. I agree with you. Uh, I would have liked to, to get more of his, his point of view. And maybe we will over time. I mean, you know, he's sticking around for a while, so it's possible that we'll see that, but it would have been good, um, good sort of you know character building um and it would have made him more sympathetic if we knew why he was so sure and why he felt uh motivated to do something that he knew was wrong and that th this already seems in in just a couple of examples here he was blackmailing the mayor and he is he, he planted evidence and perjured himself to to put someone away who he was so sure was guilty he is he is willing to do the wrong thing for the for what he feels are the right reasons right he, he feels that that uh, it's okay to have a means to an end. So that's interesting to me, uh, and and something that, if they're consistent with him, we'll probably see happen again uh, over the course of the season. And maybe there will be layers of the onion that get peeled back, and we find out why it was that he did what he did, and and you know what led him to this place. So it's it's possible we'll see that. I hope so. I hope so. And I, I really love the bit where, uh, you know, <laughs> Barry's really, really mad at him for planting evidence and falsifying records, even though we don't really know why uh, Ralph did it, it. It's still great that they brought up the example of how Barry was like, you know what? We've kind of, you know, held people without trial in a secret, yes. unregulated prison. And they bring up all of these things. And I was like, OK, good, good. Because <laughs> yeah. if they had gone this episode and not mentioned any of that, I would have been pretty mad. Sure. Yeah, that would be hugely problematic, right? For for Barry to be <laughs> like judging this guy so hard when he's done arguably worse. Like he's not only like at least at least Ralph was like going through the judicial system and not imprisoning people on on his own and being like, "No, I know better. We're just going to throw you in here." And in, in, yeah. in the clink, this is fine. We're killing people. I mean, they they yeah. they they've killed some metas. So they have. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I was really, uh, you know, because that, that's one of those things I know Bo and I have talked about uh, over the course of the episode, especially in season two when they're using the uh, um, the prison, the metahuman prison and the pipeline. It's it's one of those things that like, you know, that they kind of touched on it a little bit. And they talked about how it was bad. And then finally they go back here. And I think that's one of the reasons why Barry was ultimately like, OK, well, maybe I can give Ralph a second chance, because like you said, Frankie, you know, he was willing. There's a means to an end. You know, if, if, if this is the best outcome then sometimes you'll do a little bad stuff to get the good outcome. So right. uh, it, it was nice to see Barry kind of grow up and, and not have this sort of childish, I got a grudge against this guy because he broke the rules when all of a sudden I've been breaking the rules this entire last four years. And <laughs> exactly. And, and I, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was very mature of him to like realize it, admit it, own up to it, and get over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and like you said, I'm I'm hoping that we get to see more of Dibby and kind of because uh, uh, he he does still kind of have that sort of sleazy uh, approach to him. But he does. Uh, he does. But it's yeah. kind of a charming sleaze now. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So you know, with more character development on his part. It'll uh, probably swing more to the charming side and less to the sleaze side, and we'll have a you know fully developed uh, Ralph Dibney here. Yeah, I think that the same way that Barry you know 
learned learned a lesson here. Uh, I think we'll see Ralph learn some lessons over the course of the season and learn how to be a hero. And if this show's history uh, is any indication, he'll probably end up sacrificing himself in some way, shape, or form. It'll be really cool to see his powers get explored more too, because they they covered a lot of what he can do in in just this episode, you know. So if he's sticking around for a while. Um, it'll be really cool to see how, I mean, we already saw him sneeze his face off, absorb a bullet, <laughs> absorb a, a punch, some other stuff that I'm probably not thinking about, but you know what I mean? He's already done quite a bit. We've seen what the, what the implications of his power can be. So I, I'm excited. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the team up between flash and elongated man, is going to be really nice too. Just yes. like we saw at the end of this episode where, uh, you know, got whammied whammied uh couldn't get enough speed yeah. to to jump up to the helicopter and so of course ralph decides to just fling his arm up there and then flash runs up his arm like that was super cool i, I, running, I can't wait to see running up a tightrope yeah right <laughs> oh man um and so yeah so that's ultimately how they catch the mayor and did we see any fallout from that at all what happened with the mayor yeah uh, no, because we went from the helicopter right to Joe with the cigars. Right? Okay. I, I wanted to make sure I didn't just miss something. That's how, but, that's how yeah. I read it, unless there was like a throwaway line that explained it that I, that I glossed over, but I, I, it seemed like they went from helicopter right to, by the way, we're having a baby. Yay! Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, let's just ignore the fact that the mayor of Central City tried to kill a bunch of people and go straight to baby celebration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Hey, listen, it, it was worth celebrating. It was funny that it took like a near death experience for Joe to be like, all right, this is <laughs> this is happening. I need everybody to know. Let's just celebrate this now. Um, right. But I did sort of expect them to put a button on the mayor thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was kind of expecting that. But I, yeah, the, the way that uh, that Joe broke the news to Barry in the helicopter was hilarious. Classic. Oh, yeah. But this is another thing that was interesting about that, though. Uh, there was no Cecile during the cigar party. That is true. I wonder where she was. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess she she doesn't want to be smoking cigars, but at this point, but still, I don't know. True, true. Why, why I'll, not? I'll give you that. Why not there to, to hang out and celebrate? And I don't know. I mean, I mean, Wally wasn't there. Either. Yeah, right. Well, I guess I mean he's on his spirit quest, so they're probably just not going to bother him. He is. So wait, but but Cisco Cisco wasn't there, even though he was he was like all good at that point with Breacher. Where? Why exactly wasn't he? That's that's there. right. It was it was Barry, it was Papa Joe, it was Caitlin, and it was Iris. Those are the only yeah. four for the cigar yeah. party, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What about maybe, Harry? Like what? Yeah, huh? Maybe maybe Cisco was finishing his date. I don't. No, no, no. Because Breacher, they had to go find another. Yeah, they went. They went right from cigar party, I think, to to Siski and uh, and Breacher and and Gypsy uh, and I mean, sorry, Cynthia, uh, saying goodbye. Cynthia, yeah, and uh, what was oh, what was the uh, what was Breacher's name? Oh shoot, uh, was it uh, Joe? No, no, Joe, uh, Josh, Josh, that's right, (laughs) Josh and Cynthia, Josh and Cynthia. (laughs) Oh man, that was funny too. (laughs) The way they the way they built that up, you know, that he was going to drop the love bomb on her, but uh, no, it's what's your name? (laughs) That was really that was really good. That was really good. I, I because it's Cisco when he was like those three little words, I was like, it's not. It's not going to be I love you. It's going to be like buy me pizza or something. It's you know it's going to be like <laughs> yeah. it's going to be something else. Uh, right. Yeah. But uh then there it was. What's your name? And then the whole argument about whether a contraction is always one word or two words and how to you know that was classic. Yeah. I I'm I'm firmly in the one word camp. 
Mm, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I guess that's neither here nor there. That's uh, true. <laughs> it was it was really fun. Their their relationship is really fun and really funny. Um, the more that she has softened to him a little bit, the more that I like them. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, when she is less of a uh, cold, you know, witch with a B. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the warmer the warmer she is towards him, the more that you feel like it's it's right, right? Because I, I think of I th- you know Cisco Cisco is uh, I, I can relate to Cisco. You know, he's like the nerd of the group. I'm not as smart as Cisco is, but but I can relate to him in just in terms of personality and things like that. I, I I find him hilarious. Like he's like my exact sense of humor and all this kind of stuff. To see him with somebody that makes him happy, but but isn't nice to him, is a little off putting for me. So right. so to see him with uh, with Gypsy as she warms to him and you know acts acts kinder to him and all this kind of stuff, I I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm like good for you, man. Like you deserve this. This is great. And and they're they're both happy and they make each other happy and they make each other better. And it's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Cisco's definitely an audience surrogate, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so nobody likes to see, you know, a, a friend or anybody like that being treated poorly by a significant exactly. other. So yeah, exactly. and, and so I, I agree 100. percent It's it's like for me, it's uh, Superman is my favorite my favorite superhero, and and whenever I see an incarnation of Superman where Lois isn't particularly kind to Clark. Um, I'm sort of like, why, why are you in love with this woman? Like what, what, like if I, if you actually met this person, would you love them? Like they don't, they treat you like garbage. Why do you like her? So, so, uh, you know, whenever they do a version of Lois, that is, that that is nice to Clark, um, whether she's in love with him or not, um, even if she's just in love with Superman, I'm like, all right, that makes sense. I can at least see what you're, why you're attracted to this person because they're, they're nice to you. (laughs) Um, and, and, you know, so I I feel the same way about, about, uh, Gypsy and, and Cisco. Yeah. You know, that was always weird about the, uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. Uh, where she was just to Clark. (laughs) She was actively mean to Clark while she was fawning over Superman. And I'm just sort of like, I don't think Clark would, would love a person like that. Yeah. It's just bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I'm glad to see that change with Gypsy, and uh, I'm mm-hmm, hoping to see mm-hmm. her more uh, as the season progresses. And of course, we've got to have got to have more uh, more Breacher in more there as breacher. well. Breacher, bring it. <laughs> but uh, it's something that uh, so so we, we have our cigar party that's lacking Cecile and that's lacking everybody else. But uh, apparently, I guess Caitlin had left earlier because at the end of the episode, she's walking home, and there is a message uh, scrawled on her door. And this is going to take us right into Speedster Speculation. All right. So at the end of the episode, we have Caitlin uh, walking to her apartment door and she has a message scrawled on the door that says uh, to the extent of we miss you when you're coming back, something like that. Right. Right. And uh, so I'm assuming this has something to do with the the weird fellow that we saw in the bar that she was working at when Cisco went to go find her during the uh, the the, uh, the first episode. But uh, I'm I'm kind of curious. I really don't know anything about where this this storyline's coming from. I don't know if this is something that uh, they're bringing in from the comics or if this is like a uh, something new just for the show. But I, I was curious if you had any information on uh, on on Caitlin's character and what these connections to this seemingly bad group of people could be. Is it comic book based or is it something that's brand new? This is this is something I am super unsure about because I feel like this could either be a 
connection to something in the comics. And and full disclosure, I am not as familiar uh, with Caitlin's comic book origins as I am with, say, Ralph Dibney. Um, I, K- Killer Frost is not a character that I have read a whole a whole lot of, so I don't know her story super super well. So when I when I see what we saw, uh, you know, I'm like, is this is this a reference to villains we've already seen in this show? I, I assume it's something it's something Killer Frost related. Is it is it is it what we've seen from her her connections in in season three? Um, with other villains on other Earths, or is it something comic book related that I, that is just over my head? That that that's where I'm sitting right now. What what about you? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I'm not quite sure if this is something uh, that that they're just making up new. Like I, again, I'm not too familiar with Caitlin Snow either from uh, from the comics, and so I, I was kind of thinking, and I don't know if this is the case, just because the, the guy that she was with uh, at the bar, who seemed kind of like the you know jerky sort of dude, uh, he had a messed up eye and whatnot. Right. But um, I don't know if he has any sort of powers. It didn't seem like he had any powers because there wasn't uh, uh, weren't any used in the bar. So I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming this is something because you know uh, Caitlin has these Jekyll and Hyde moments where she goes into Caitlin mode then Killer Frost mode, and I'm wondering if she made some bad decisions with some shady people in uh, Killer Frost mode, and now is kind of stuck with that, even though she's in Caitlin form now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have no idea who these people are, and and uh, I, I'm trying to think of the group that I, I want to say it was in might've been young justice perhaps where there, there's a group of frost criminals that all kind of hung out together. And I'm trying to remember the name of them right now, but it eludes me, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it's something like that where I, I don't, I don't think any of these other people have powers per se, but uh, there's definitely some kind of like gang thing going on, some kind of crime thing. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with that. I, do you think we're going to have a, uh, another battle of Caitlin and, and killer frost? Yes. Uh, in the future. OK. OK. So th- this is going to be a an internal battle or like an external battle for like the team flash to have to help her with. Or is this something that's going to be all inside with Caitlin and her having to struggle with her internal demons? First, the second one and then the first one. Uh, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it will be an internal battle that she's trying to handle it all on her own right now. Right. She's keeping it under wraps as much as she can. She doesn't want anybody to know, anybody else to know about it. It seems like she is trying to. um Keep she's trying to keep it a secret that she's still struggling with this, right? Um, yeah. And I think that that eventually bubbles over and ends up um, ends up with probably a couple episodes where she's she's back in fall on Killer Frost mode, and they're they're trying to, to turn her back. It, uh, that's just that that just feels like that feels like where they're heading uh, with her again. Because if if she if she turned to everybody else, they'd be able to help her, right? So the fact right. that she's insisting on not not getting help from the rest of the team to me says that she's she's going to go bad again because um, it's it's the strength of numbers that's been her her aid throughout this. Yeah, and it's kind of weird that she kind of you know abandons the team and doesn't want to get help, even though they've helped her in the past and are more than willing to help. And it's not like there's any sort of shame whatsoever. Yeah. I know. I, I I feel like it's probably because she feels like she's holding them back, or she is putting them in danger um, by by dragging them into into all of this. So she's just trying to make her own way. And if if it gets to a point where um, she could be putting her friends in in danger, she doesn't want she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to put them in jeopardy again. 
Yeah, I can understand that, I suppose. But it's that it's that heroic, uh, that o- overly noble hero thing where you're sort of like, ah, oh, I can do it by myself. And if I can't do it myself, then I'm not going to do it at all. Like, all right, well, people, people yeah. love you. Yeah, right. <laughs> people care about you and they, they want to see you, be, uh, you know, better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but here's what I'm wondering as well is do we think that uh, there's ever going to be a situation where um, the killer is kind of dropped off Killer Frost and Caitlin is fully powered up all the time, but she's also Caitlin and, and not this evil persona. Do you think that's something they'd, they'd run with? So where she's, I mean, kind of like Barry is like, like, you know, he has his powers all the time, but he's not evil. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 So like exactly. Like, yeah. Like, so, you know, killer frost is this persona that only comes out when she has her powers. So it, right. will there be something where Caitlin can, can cure that killer frost persona and still have powers and be just Caitlin? That would be a huge paradigm shift. Um, and it, my only thing with that is it take, it cuts some of the tension then, right? Because if she, if, if she's able to just be good and have her powers, um, it takes away some of that, some of that, uh, danger and some of that jeopardy and, and, uh, some of the drama there. So, so they gotta be, they have to be careful with that, but I could, I could see that possibility. Even if it was only for a limited time, you know, it could be something where she's got it under control for a little while, but then the ultimate lesson is that absolute power corrupts absolutely, absolutely, or something like that. You know, I, I could see that working out as well. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see what you're suggesting. I yeah, you know what? I I, I kind of agree with how you said that. Like she she defeats it right, but then she she starts getting like power hungry with it. Yeah, and then it sort of manifests itself again, and so she has to learn that you know, either maybe it's one of those things where she she can't use it, it like like an addiction kind of thing right where like the yeah. more she uses it the more uh and then we could have like a you know a roy harper sort of storyline where <laughs> yes i can't believe my sidekick is a junkie, <laughs> <It's> a junkie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yes yes that would that would be interesting to see but yeah you know it's this is this is nuts they we were four episodes in and we've really only seen the, the smallest glimpse of what Caitlin's arc is going to be. Most mm. everything else seems to be focused on, uh, on thinker and DeVoe and the 12 metas on the bus. But, uh, it, it's, it's kind of interesting that they're peppering in this, this new Caitlin stuff now. And I'm wondering if this is going to tie into thinkers plan overall, uh, having uh, Caitlin, yeah. cause you know, the, everything's being just according to plan, according to the thinker or, or, you know, moving along his, his, his plan and everything. So I, I'm, I have to think that this is something to do with that plan, but I, I don't know. It's it's uh, it, it would be interesting to have like these two separate things that are uh, disjointed, but you know still affect the characters and whatnot. But I would think that if if Thinker has this giant plan going on, that perhaps these things will be intertwined, and so perhaps we will see uh, Caitlin more, I guess, uh, uh, brought to the forefront in in the whole Devoe Thinker scandal thing that we have going on here. But I, I, I'm not quite sure. So what, what do you think? Do you think this is uh, all part of Thinker's plan is, 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 with, with Caitlin uh, going to these bad places and hooking up with these bad dudes? Or is this just something that's just her story? I think it probably is. Yeah, I think it probably is related now that you, that you mentioned it. I mean, she's been she's been central to uh, the big bads plot before. Right. Um, that's true. She's been she was instrumental in season three um, with. 
everything going on there with Savitar. Uh, so it's hard to it's hard to think that, you know, that she wouldn't be again. She is she's a weak link in a lot of ways. Right. She's she's a person who can be manipulated uh, or she, she can be turned into sort of a mole. Um, that can do the do the bad guy's bidding and and destroy the flash from from within the group um, so she is an easy target and and uh, you know a, a no-brainer uh, especially for someone whose name is thinker so <laughs> probably you're probably on something there I'll, I'll agree with that yeah well you know that's 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 interesting that you bring up somebody uh, destroying team flash from the inside and I think you're absolutely right with that uh, Caitlin can definitely serve as that purpose but what about Ralph because Barry's putting a lot of trust in Ralph, and Ralph was one of these people that Thinker deliberately gave powers to. That is true. That is true. And he does not necessarily have the strongest moral compass that always points true north, necessarily. So, um, you know, it, it, he could be corrupted by something as simple as personal gain. You know, he doesn't even need to be turned fully evil, necessarily, to um, to betray to betray them it, it could be as simple as just being offered like hey you know you could here's you never have to worry about money or anything ever again and just just, just do this one thing just take down the flash for me um and he could be I, I feel like he could be convinced that easily so yeah that's a really good point he is also a prime candidate to take down team flash from the inside well definitely some points to uh, look forward to in our uh, next couple episodes here as we kind of dig into what the thinker's plan is but yes, uh, sir. yeah any other any other last minute thoughts there on uh some speculation Mm, 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 mm. I would really like to know. No, no, not really. Nope. <laughs> no, nope, right. I got nothing. I'd like to know what kind of cigars they were smoking. Were they Cubans? I don't know. Mm. You know, that's another question too. I, I, I was, I was very because it's just maybe, maybe this is a thing. But like, uh, you know, when I've had friends announce their pregnancies, it's never been like I'll go smoke a cigar with them. But it, it seems like the second Joe held up that cigar, Iris immediately knew what what the story oh, was. Yeah, and it, that's true. That's true, wasn't it? Yeah, I noticed that too. Where everyone got the cue of cigars. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like, okay, because that's the thing is I wouldn't, if, if Joe West handed me a cigar and he's like really smiley and stuff, my first thought wouldn't be that you're going to be a dad. It'd be like, J did you catch the crook? I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. If, if my friend who's like 30, you know, who's like, like my age group recently, all my friends are, are in that we're in that phase of life where we're all getting married and starting to have kids. Right. So so if it were that person being like, guess what? And handing me a cigar, I might connect the dots, maybe, but only because I know you're in that time of life where you're starting to have kids. But if yeah. my dad. <laughs> right. Gave me a cigar. I'm not sure I'd connect those dots super fast. Yeah. Yeah. God, if my dad gave me a cigar and was smiling like that, I'd be like, what? Oh God! <laughs> Am I having a baby, Dad? Yeah, do you know something yeah. I know? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I, I I feel the exact same way. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, if Barry gave me a cigar, sure, I'd be like, all right, you know, you and sure. you and Iris are great, sure. but yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's that's funny. I oh man, that's and and, and it's kind of sad. I guess you know, you're right. Cecile didn't get a cigar because you know she's kind of pregnant, but uh, but she but yeah, it's kind of she deserves to be part of the party, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. She's doing but, all the uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. At this point, all Joe has to do is just give her everything she wants. Just show up. Yeah. Just, just with he knows he already like, know, we already know he can be a good dad. So like, yeah, I mean he's super dad. 
That's like his yeah. meta power. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, that that's great though. It's a uh, it's a good episode overall. I really enjoyed this one. I uh, I love the little you know Cisco B plot with Danny Trejo. Uh, the, the Plastic Man was great. Uh, sorry, elongated man. It's great. <laughs> See, I do it all the time. It's and, an easy uh, mistake to make, man. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm super excited to see more of Ralph. Though I, I think this is going to be. Uh, a, a great series going forward with him on there. It's going to it's going to be a nice little uh, levity break, right? I mean, we've had such serious seasons and stuff recently. It'll be nice to kind of see a little levity pop in. Uh, I've really been enjoying that on, on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, they kind of have embraced the fact that they're, you know, a, a pretty corny show. They just run with it and they I love it. it. They own it. Yeah, exactly. You're right. And uh, I, I'm I'm glad to see this more lighthearted sort of Flash because that's kind of the Flash that, you know, when I think of the Flash, I think of this hopeful kind of lighthearted guy and not this, you know, mm-hmm grim dour batman-ish kind of flash and so i'm glad to see a little little levity me too uh, yeah especially towards the end of season three there it was getting a little a little darker than i like my flash so this is it's good they were back in an upbeat uh upbeat way of doing things and i'm i'm on board with it yeah for sure here's one question uh do we think that pregnant cecile will be used as bait by one of the villains this season at some point Ooh. and on that note did the thinker plan this uh, this 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 pregnancy? Was this Ooh. all part of his plan too? Ooh, hey, 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 hey! Now, that's uh, that would be truly evil, right? Wouldn't that be crazy? Ooh, oh man! But you know, I I I think to answer your question, yes, I think you don't introduce a pregnancy plot point and then not have some sort of like crazy drama happen around right, it, right? Right, Like someone, some green goblin's going to hold her over a bridge or something. Like some, <laughs> something's going to happen. Yeah, or one of the Hemsworths. <laughs> that Hemsworth <laughs> reference in this episode. <laughs> oh, man, I look like a Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cross the streams, guys. Yeah, right? Now, that's the question, right? Does that mean that the Hemsworths are in this universe or that the Hemsworth play Marvel characters mm. on movies in the DC universe? Right, right. I don't know. I don't know. Hard to say. Oh, well. Have fun storming the castle. Yeah, right. <laughs> there were some good references at the time. There's, there's, there were. I mean, there were. There were. And they didn't all come from Cisco either. Yeah. In fact, I just, Cisco didn't even name Elongated Man. Barry tried and failed, but Cisco didn't even have a word for it. Maybe next week? Maybe. I don't know. I did love Cisco's shirt, hashtag Octothorpe. And I was like, why does that mean something to me? What? Why, why does that word Octothorpe mean something? And I looked it up and Octothorpe is a fancy British word for the pound sign. So it essentially, the shirt said, hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So there you go. Speaking of Cisco shirts, I think it was two weeks ago, or maybe it was last, no, I think it was two weeks ago. He was wearing the uh, uh, Schrodinger's cat. Wanted oh, yeah, dead yeah, and yeah, alive. yeah. I noticed that, I, yes. I have that shirt. Oh, nice. And I had that shirt before I saw it on the flash. So I had it before it was cool. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Hipster Bell. I know, right? Yeah. We have Cat Shirt Friday uh, that I do at work. And so I just wear a cat shirt to work every day. And I was buying a bunch of cat shirts and I saw that one. And I was like, great. And then Cisco did Cat Shirt Tuesday. So, hmm. you know, hmm. respect. Respect. This is David Sobolov, the voice of Gorilla Grodd on The Flash. And you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Well, cool. Well, uh, I think that about does it for this week. Uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. You can also follow me on my personal account. That's at Ring That Bell, spelled B E A L L. You can follow Frank. Frank, give me your give me your info for uh, Supergirl and for your personal stuff you would like. 
Yeah, th- sure. Thanks. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Frank Ramblings on on Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, and you can find Supergirl TV Talk at SupergirlTVTalk.com or at TV Supergirl on Twitter. Uh, we uh, we're everywhere you can find podcasts. So anywhere you found uh, this show, you can find Supergirl TV Talk as well. Cool. And if 140 characters is enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podesteri.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And also for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach who provides our outro music. You can check out the rest of his stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. And uh, also check out all of our other shows on the DC TV Talk Network. Uh, we got everything from Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, Supergirl, Flash. Uh, everything is there, and it's all the best stuff you can find on the DC TV shows. Mm-hmm. Proud to be part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, well, thanks for listening in. But uh, don't worry. Next week we'll be back in a flash. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.